Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello? Rob, how you doing? It's Demetrius. Good. How you doing, Demetrius? Doing all right, man. Doing all right, man. Uh, sorry about the day, man. Saturday got away from me a little bit here, man. So, and, yeah, times, too. Yeah, then the computer didn't want to act right, man, when I was trying to get everything going. So, uh, But we're set to go now. Everything's good to go, man. So how you been doing, man? I'm pretty good. Just, just staying busy. All right. Um. Let me know how you. I mean, you for, you you want your full name? You want me to just say Rob? Like how you want to be addressed? And you know what I mean? How you want you know the businesses or what you want me to promote? How you want me to address that too? Um, you can say my my full name. Um, as far as businesses, I mean, this is about you know sports. Obviously, my personal training. Okay. Um, so no, not really a big point talking about my security. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. Um, is it um. With the personal training, though, like, is it just under your name, too? Like, is it all, you know what I mean? That's all I was trying to get to. Oh, um, I mean, Evolution Fitness is my company name, but, okay. um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's all. I just wanted to. Yeah, I haven't actually used that that much because I was doing that for more towards, like, the supplements and stuff. But as okay. I'm building up my brand, I'll be building up that, that name more. So and then... I've, Oh no! I was just gonna say I'm gonna throw a couple other questions in like that. That's just like a perfect example um, of one of them that I was just thinking about here. Um, and it's nothing that you can't handle. It's just like you know, is there anybody that you've seen in the bodybuilding world that you're like you model like your career after, or you talk with and you know got some lessons from? You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, of course, you've all followed the, the old world. I can't say there's anybody I've modeled my career after, especially being natural. But yeah. I'm, I, you know, I can definitely talk about, you know, bodybuilders I admired growing up, so. Yeah, that kind of thing, yeah. That's why I was just trying to – the real angle of this, man, is trying to figure out, like, one of the big things when I talk to, like, people in the fitness world or bodybuilding and stuff like that is, you know, motivation, how you, you know, transition from just yourself being a competitor but turning yourself into an enterprise and then, you know, um, the ups and downs of the actual – that journey. That makes sense? Right. So okay, that's the, yeah. that's that's the angle of what I'm trying to get to, and we're recording, so like, and I edit it. So if there's a question you want, you know, like you don't like an answer or you don't like the way the question was phrased, we can work on it real quick. I mean, it's gonna be easy flow. So you know what I mean? We can start over, and I can throw it to you again and stuff like that. So. All right, not a problem. All right. So and thank you for doing the podcast, man. I know you know this is a long time coming. So. Definitely, I like I said, I've been 
over, you know, trying to do things to build my brand over the last couple of years, um, including still trying to connect with my boy to get this website up. So I'll start doing some stuff along those lines too. But, you know, just getting my, getting myself some more exposure because the area that I'm in and, and of course, the, the, the medium that I've chosen being natural, I don't really get the exposure, you know, that a lot of the big-time guys or the big-time organizations get, you know, because they have they've been around longer, they got more money behind them, and they definitely push marketing more because they don't really follow the same guidelines that me or the organizations that I'm involved with, you know, follow. You know, as far as how strict they are, as far as you know, performance enhancing drugs and substances and, and whatnot. So. Oh yeah, I've heard I've heard some stories. Um, you know, I, I'm real uh, <clears throat> good friends with the Cross family. They put on that event out in Kent, that North Coast Championship, but. Um, He's told me he's told me some stuff behind the scenes, you know, at the Arnold and being at other competitions of stuff he's seen guys do just to, you know, come out of prejudging and stuff like that, then to get ready. So um, none of that I put on the podcast, but I'm just saying I've heard some stuff, man. And I, it's shocked me. Well, Greg Cross has, Greg Cross has known me since I was a little child because my father used to be his boss. Oh, wow. So, wow, there yeah, you go. All right. You know, he, worked, he was a teacher at Cleveland Heights, you know, yeah. in the school system. And my father was the director of staff development before he passed. So, oh. I mean, you know, I came up through the height system. All so right. he, knew, he knew my sister. He knew me probably when I was in diapers, at least when I was, you know, wearing glasses and roller skating around the middle school. So, <laughs> All right. Well, that's cool then. All right, man. Yeah. Yeah, um, I've known Greg for, for quite a while. Well, let's get into that part of, um, not the Greg part, but the natural part. So we'll focus on that too. So, you know what I mean? That's, okay. a, that's a good thing. All right. All right, we'll we'll jump it off here. I'm clearing my throat. This is with an Ohio bias, a podcast for real fans with D and Jake, and we got a special episode for you, ladies and gentlemen. Rob Peacock, certified personal trainer, is with us to talk all things bodybuilding, fitness, and how you can even learn how to lift, bro. Uh, Rob, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Hey, thank you for having me. It's good to finally be able to get on the podcast. Yeah, we this is a long time coming. Um, I've known Rob, and, you know, Rob, you, you probably don't know this. I'm, I'm back to the Cleveland area now, but I haven't really been around. Um, but I've been out in Virginia for a couple of years, so that's why you probably had to see me. But we had talked about getting you on the podcast way back when I started it, so I am so happy to finally get you on here, man. Definitely a long time coming. All right, Rob, uh, tell us, you know, give us the origin story, how you started, you know, the love of bodybuilding, powerlifting, and um, even, the, you know, the, 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 where, where that sparked where you figured out that that was going to be something that you wanted to make a career out of. Okay, well, I mean, I, I, I've always kind of, you know, seen and watched bodybuilding when I was younger, and um, it always kind of intrigued me, but for me, I, I didn't originally set off to get in, into that. For me, it was more about, you know, fitness and health and being an athlete. Um, growing up, you know, my father was real big into sports, you know, playing well into his 40s and still being active, even playing against college kids because there was no medium for, you know, guys in their 30s and 40s to play, you know, against each other, you know, back in the in the 80s. But we're, you know, but, you know, going to the gym every day, staying active, playing tennis, lacrosse. You know, even he uh, even started the, the lacrosse team at Cleveland Heights High School, where I, I ended up going to school at, you know. So he was always active in the, the health and fitness, and I kind of, like, followed in those footsteps myself 
you know, becoming an athlete and, you know, a trainer down the line and eventually even a bodybuilder. And tell us, like, you know, um, tell us a little bit about, like, some of the people that you, like, uh, tell us about some of the folks that you saw coming up, you know, like you you, you might have looked at and say, wow, you know, that's somebody that we, we see that your father was one of those figures, but other people maybe in the bodybuilding world that you looked up to. Well, yeah, in the bodybuilding world, um, back in the 80s and 90s, you know, guys like Chris Cormier was always one of my favorite bodybuilders, Sean Ray, you know, guys like that. And even going back, you know, into the 70s when you start getting like Arnold and Frank Zane, um, Serge Nubray, Franco Colombo, you know, guys like that, um, even Ed Corney. You know, basic classic bodybuilders, classic physiques, you know, Guys that, that work hard, and even when they start getting in the mass era with the Ronnie Coleman's and Dorian Yates, guys that had classic physiques, like I said, you know, Chris Cormier, Flex Wheeler, you know, so that always intrigued me and just basically pushing your body to uh, achieve something that most people aren't willing to put themselves through to achieve, you know, as far as, you know, working hard and, and pushing the body towards its limits, you know, in a different aspect from a performance athlete aspect, but you know, to a physical, um, I should say, physical aspect as far as appearance, you know, and basically testing those limits and extremes, you know, as, as a person. And we're so happy to have Rob on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Rob, tell us about when you made that transition, that first transition to him, just, you know, athlete and now to competing and what that was like, you know, your first competition and then, like, how you – evolved over the years maybe with your techniques and now being a veteran in, you know, the game and also even turning that into an enterprise, your own brand, your own business, and helping out other clients in their journeys? Um, well, like I said, I, you know, being an athlete and growing up, I was always intrigued in health and fitness and just, you know, physical fitness. And um, when I went off into college, you know, I was still very active in the gym, you know, and I was pursuing uh, actually mechanical engineering. But even with that, I still had a passion of knowledge about, you know, the human body and how to increase and improve performance, you know, and aesthetics. And um, when I came back up to Cleveland from, you know, being in North Carolina for college, I decided to actually take a class in, in, uh, in the personal training class course um, through Cleveland State, basically just for my own personal knowledge. And it was tied in with the downtown Y and, um, and ACE as far as the certification class went. So I went through that whole course and, you know, enjoyed it, learned a lot, was able to expand and, and fully under, or understand better, you know, a lot of what I was doing and the knowledge that I kind of had gained, you know, training through high school and, and my early college years. And um, after I finished the course, they were, you know, at the YMCA, they were interested. They were like, you're very good at this. We like you. You know, you know what you're doing. You have a passion for this. We want you to work for us. And, you know, at me at the time, I wasn't playing any sports. I was hoping to play sports, but, you know, I wasn't. So at this point, trying to pay for school and my classes, I decided to, you know, start personal training and working as a fitness instructor, just, you know, mix some extra money inside, doing something that I, I like to do. And based off of that, it kind of progressed from there, you know, and as I started expanding my business as, train, as a trainer and going to different gyms and larger mediums with Bally's Total Fitness, that's when somebody actually approached me and basically said, you know, you ever think about bodybuilding? And I'm like, not really, you know, I know about it, but I hadn't really been exposed to the competition or stage. And they're like, you should get into it. We got some, you know, there are a lot of local shows around. 
So, you know, I was working out, training, and, you know, I missed the, the edge of competing. And so I decided to look into it. You know, I'd even been coaching for a number of years. And as I looked into that, um, into competing, I found a competition, decided to train for it and prepare for it. And, you know, I, I actually had the opportunity to train, to compete in a national organization before competing in some of the more mainstream organizations like the NPC on the amateur level. And I went, did my comp, my first competition at the age of 23. I won my weight class, or I, I got second in my weight class and won the junior division, which is 23 and under, and actually qualified for nationals, lo and behold. So that was kind of a shocker for my first show. And um, I decided I qualified for nationals. Why not go to nationals and see how I do? So I went to nationals, competed in junior division, and got second in nationals and kind of was hooked from there and decided to keep, you know, pushing and progressing to see what all I could, I could accomplish, you know, with the full focus in the bodybuilding. How did you take the coming in second? What feedback did you get? And then how did you build on that? You know, like, um, how did you how did you decide? Uh, what am I trying to say here? Like, how did you how did you take that? You know, like success, and then also knowing that you have now found you know that other part of that calling with competing. How did you build off of that and move forward? Um, well, I've always been a kind of a, a motivated and driven person. So, like I said, when I was able to accomplish that with very little experience and knowledge about preparing for competition and, you know, I'm going to the, the library and, 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 or, and checking out videos about posing, you know, VCR videos, like video cassette tapes, you know, not DVDs and, and, and Blu-rays like they have now, just, you know, just to try to learn more about what I needed to do and for me to be able to go with so little knowledge and so little help and be able to do that well, I was like, well, if I, you know, actually prepare and immerse myself in this in this industry and and really get to learn and do things and you know how good can i possibly can i really be so you, you did know, all that without a coach yep did all that without a coach um i've never actually had a contest prep coach and um 15 years later that i've been competing i've still been, been doing my own prep so and i'm even to the point now where i'm starting to finally get some other clients where i do some of their prep and posing and, and helping other people that that are getting into the industry of bodybuilding and trying to learn more about the sport um, as it, as they go along. Now, with doing that without a coach, did you ever feel, you know, um, at least early on, uh, some people that compete, like, you know, they get pressure from the people that are in the business that, you know, make the, make, make, they, they make money off. I'm, I'm not, I don't want to tell nobody under the bus, um, but, the the you being without a coach, did you ever feel the pressure from the other side of the industry that the economy is based on the coaching, the po- you know that whole side? Not really. Um, I, I'm like I said, I've been competing for 15 years, and and back at that point in time, you know, the whole contest prep coach phenomenon wasn't as big. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the top guys, the IFBB pro guys, they had prep coaches, but. A lot of the amateur guys and, and lower level guys, they really weren't, didn't have the access to or the money to get, you know, prep coaches, um, especially, you know, like I said, I started off in the natural organizations. So it wasn't as mainstream, wasn't as readily available. Um, so there was never that pressure there. Um, I've actually gotten more pressure more recently, probably over the last five or six years to get a contest prep coach. But you know, for me, it's like, okay, I, these are guys that I know that compete and have been doing 
you know well in their respective fields, whether in the mainstream, NPC, IFBB, IFBB, or some of the natural organizations where it's like, oh, you know, let me get a, you should let me train you. And I'm like, you know, I've always been successful on my own, you know, learning my own body. And, you know, like I said, they're more mainstream, which, you know, I'm in, in, a, in a natural bodybuilding world where we have, you know, a lot more restrictions. And it's like, well, you know, you don't really know how to train in my world. I don't know what all you can do for me, but, you know, I definitely feel have confidence in myself and my knowledge and what I can do in preparing myself. So I've definitely always stuck to stuck to those guns. Why was it so important to you to stay with the natural world versus going to the mainstream side of bodybuilding? Um, well, for me, you know, reaching your, your body's physical limitations or testing or pushing those is, is always, you know, appealing and a challenge. But for me, first and foremost, it was always about health. And once you start getting to more of the, the mainstream and extreme um, aspects of the sport, the health aspect leaves and it's just about, you know, aesthetics and what you can manipulate. And, you know, it's not really healthy for the human body. It's not a long-term sustainable, you know, lifestyle. So, you know, I never wanted to sacrifice my health and my fitness for a certain look or appearance. And I mean, I guess for me and myself, you know, I like the challenge. I'm not looking for any shortcuts, but at the same time, I've been successful and able to accomplish uh, a, a quite a lot being natural where, you know, even I get questioned about, you know, what I have and haven't done, you know, where they just can't believe that I've been able to accomplish and achieve what I've done, you know, in a natural, you know, natural realm and in, in, in a natural mindset. mindset. And we're so happy to be joined by Rob Peacock. Uh, he's telling us why even lift, bro. You know, uh, talking all things bodybuilding and telling us, you know, how he built a career over 15 years. Rob, uh, tell us about the mental side of everything. We know bodybuilding, you're competing against yourself, you know, trying to build that detail on top of detail, muscle on top of muscle. Um, that's a lonely journey sometimes, you know, trying to keep yourself motivated. Um, you sound like you are a self-starter. You you know, talked about that a little bit, but talk about the journey of, you know, stay mentally strong um, and not having, you you know, you clearly didn't have the coach in that part of it. So it wasn't like there was somebody else pushing there, uh, not unless you had, you know, your support system and those kind of things. Right. Well, like for me, like I, I've, like I said, I'm, I've always been a self-started, self-motivated. I'm, I kind of like the challenge. I'm a Capricorn. I, I like to be able to push myself. I like trying to test my limits. So, you know, I've never actually had to have somebody behind me to push me, like, oh, you should do this, you know, you should do that. You know, I've always been the kind of person to challenge myself. I, I do embrace and enjoy that. Um, and, you know, because what I do do as far as being a bodybuilder is so, so outside the realm of what normal people do, even people that do work out on the regular, you know, whether it's powerlifting or just working out for health and fitness, I really haven't had any workout partners, any, anything sustained. Um, at least not since high school, you know, when me and my twin brother used to work out, but he decided he wanted to stay in, in one aspect and I kind of branched off into another and, you know, and plus we went away to college. So that kind of stopped. And at that point, you know, the journey was definitely my own, um, you know, even on the fitness side and, and working outside, but definitely once I, you know, really fully immersed myself in bodybuilding and found a love and passion for that sport. Well, talk about, uh, you know, the mindset that you can then impart on your clients when you work with them under the same realm when they might get a little, you know, um, you know, they're not seeing the gains that they want or the or the results that they want um, as fast as they want, you know, how you keep them motivated. 
Well, a lot of people, you know, that do get into the sport or even just, you know, want to be physically more fit or healthy, you know, a lot of the challenge that they experience is through lack of knowledge and, you know, lack of experience. And, you know, as a trainer, that's my job to try to explain it to them and educate them on the certain aspects of, you know, health and fitness, bodybuilding, the sports, nutrition, the exercises. And, you know, as you start to get that knowledge, you understand more how the human body works and how to manipulate it and, you know, through diet, nutrition, through training, you know, and how truly dedicated and focused you have to be, you know, in the lifestyle in general to make improvements. And then, you know, if you lose focus, how quickly those things can, you know, can can plateau out, you know, or even, you know, backtrack. So, I mean, it's really tr- more about the knowledge. And once, you know, those clients have that knowledge, you know, and the dedication, you know, they understand what they want to accomplish, you know, with the lifestyle and how much, it, how realistic it is, you know, and at the same time as, as that is, you know, trying to show them in some ways that they can accomplish or, you know, maintain the lifestyle, you know, a little bit easier. For me, it's not as hard, you know, it's a challenge regardless, but being that I do work in a gym and, and live in a gym environment on a regular basis, I've got the freedom and the access to, to do what I need to do, which comes in my comes in handy for me, being that I do immerse myself in the sport and the, the fact that bodybuilding in and of itself is a very, you know, demanding, you know, lifestyle and career. Whereas most people are just trying to do it on the side, fitness, maybe a challenge, maybe they don't want to go pro. They just want to, you know, see if they can get their body in, you know, in enough physical conditioning where they can step on stage and do something that they never thought they could do, um, even if it's just one time or if it's, you know, for a sustained amount of time. So, you know, there's a lot of lot of little pieces and parts that you can help a client put together so that way they can, you know, get to, you know, whatever their goals may be or even if they want to realistically, you know, cut back to another goal that they're happy with but that may not be the total extreme that they were originally thinking once they realized what kind of, you know, lifestyle and dedication is involved in it. Now, how would you deal with somebody that might be, they want those, they want, how would you deal with somebody that wants to be physically fit, wants to get healthier and change their body, but they might be intimidated by the 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 big gyms and the, everything that they see when they have worked out in the past and those kind of things? How do you overcome some of those issues that some people have with working out? Um, well, you, once again, a lot of the stigmas they have with working out is, through miseducation, through seeing and not necessarily knowing or understanding. So um, whether it's in a big mainstream gym um, like Gold's Gym or, or, you know, L.A. Fitness or Lifetime Fitness, and even those gyms, you know, can be somewhat challenging, but they're more recreational where it's more easygoing or to like the gyms that I work out at and train at, like Old School Iron, which – when you walk into it, you may say, this is totally hardcore. It's a lot of big guys, powerlifters, bodybuilders, guys that definitely take it more seriously. But then you turn around and you look and you're like, oh, what, you know, you have an older person that wants to, you know, improve their physical fitness or even might even want to get the powerlifting just to challenge their body or to keep their bodies, you know, into a certain state where that, that kind of environment might be more intimidating because you're like, okay, well, they're more serious than I am, so maybe I shouldn't be here. But, you know, as they gain more knowledge and understanding about, you know, why we do what we do and how we accomplish that, 
a lot of that intimidation goes away. You know, the first thing I get from a lot of clients is, well, I don't want to look like you. I'm, I don't want you to look like me. I want you to look how you want to look. I do this for me. I'm doing what you want for you for you. So, you know, once they get that understanding, a lot of those misconceptions and, and you know, preconceived notions kind of settle out where they open up their minds to learn, you know, the knowledge that I have to give them for them to achieve their goals. Well, uh, let's talk about the miseducation when it comes to nutrition. Um, you know, how has that worked out for you? But also when you work with clients, that part of the miseducation, because everybody thinks they've got to pretty much eat tilapia and rice to, you know, transform uh, for Tuesdays and their IG page. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, a lot of people, they, 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 their IG pages, the social media, you know, a lot of people have a busy lifestyle. They don't have the time to really research, you know, things about health and nutrition and what to eat. And a lot of, you know, a lot of these things that, you know, may or may not be bad, there are some things, you know, that are bad. That's one issue that we have in this society in America is that everything's marketed. So, you know, everything's marketed for profit margins for whether it's, you know, manufactured GMO foods, you know, cooking everything in bulk, you know, trying to get you filled up and addicted to chemicals, basically make everything cheaper so these companies can make more money rather than making things more affordable and more healthy so that we can all live longer lives and that our body can, you know, feel better and healthier off of consuming what we put in our bodies. Um, but all the way to understanding, you know, breaking down macronutrients of proteins, carbs, and fats and what they're meant to do for the human body and how the human body responds to them. You know, why you take in, you know, this meal here and that meal there and why you have it manipulated. So, you know, you're doing more than, you know, tilapia and rice and vegetables and, you know, you can mix it up with some chicken and steak and what those different, you know, pe you know pieces of the food chain that, that we all take part in and, you know, how they affect the human body and, and help us improve our overall health and lifestyle and well-being. And if you follow Rob on social media, we're going to get his social media links here in a second. But uh, you'll see he even enjoys Bar Louie Dollar Burger Night. So he might have more than you do, but uh, he uses that protein and definitely uh, works that nutrition in, in a social environment. So I think that's one of the big things a lot of people don't think that they can do, Rob, you know, when they start, you know, working with a certified trainer and things like that. That might be one of those things you're talking about when it comes to miseducation. Right. Yeah, it definitely is. You know, understanding that, you know, Cheat meals and, and certain things that you can eat are, you know, are bad. You know, you just can't make it a, a mainstream part of your life. Um, the main thing, especially with nutrition, is preparation. Because if you don't prepare your yourself, your, your meals, you know, or have a plan for your meals to get them on a daily basis, either one, you won't get them in, or two, you'll find yourself running to the nearest McDonald's or fast food place to get something quick just so you can eat because you haven't eaten for eight or nine hours, which is never healthy. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you know, dollar burgers, the best part about dollar burgers is, one, they're a dollar, but, two, you can, you have the option where you can get different things like avocados and, you know, onions and mushrooms and things that, you know, that taste good or actually good for you on your burgers. Or you can go something, you know, a little less healthy like cheese and bacon if you, you know, if you feel like splurging. So that's the – a lot of people think and look at me like I'm a bodybuilder, like, oh, you, you don't eat that kind of stuff. You don't do this. You don't do that. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to live a little bit. You know, you can have it in moderation on occasion, but it never makes up a majority of my lifestyle. Um, you know, and the one thing about society now is that 
healthier eating, you know, healthier, better prepared foods, healthier processed foods or less processed foods, uh, i.e. paleo diets, are more readily available and becoming more popular as people are being better educated about nutrition and food and, you know, what works and helps the human body to live healthier and longer. Um, you know, you brought up Bar Louie, but one of my favorite spots to go eat at is, is Town Hall over on West 25th. You know, it's 100% non-GMO restaurant. It's the first in the country. It's a very good spot. And, you know, I love going there whenever I get the opportunity and the benefits of going there. Yeah, you get the bar atmosphere, but you get a food food that you can eat that is not only good for you, but it tastes good. And, you know, that's always a good thing because if you don't feel like you're dieting, <laughs> you don't, you're not dieting and you enjoy it a lot more, you know. Yeah, we're going to give a big shout-out to Town Hall, everything they do over there on West 25th. Um, we don't want to be giving away too many of these sponsorships here, uh, spots on the free commercials, but uh, I started off, so it's all on me, Rob. Um, I'll, do, I'll do Town Hall. They've I've known the owners for, for quite a while, and they've actually supported my bodybuilding, even with my last competition, so they definitely get a shout-out. I'm just joking. Shout-out to Tony George and everybody at Town Hall, man. I'm just joking, man. Just joking. Yeah, Tony George, Bobby George, Dan Inks, and the guys, you know. Oh, yeah. They always oh, yeah. look, look out take care of me. And then even with the uh, the new spot down on down on Public Square Rebel, you know, great food there as well. So it's great to have places like that where we can go now to be able to get a good meal, you know, and still be able to enjoy the lifestyle and stick to the lifestyle that we, you know, we've built up ourselves up, up upon. So you talked about the gym that you, you know, spend a lot of time at. Some of the videos you post now, you've added something new. I don't know how new it is, but it's new to me because I've seen it. But you've been powerlifting. How long have you been powerlifting? And these videos you're posting are amazing, man. Like, yeah, I know you're beating your own personal best and things like that, but uh, you're really pumping some iron. Yeah, well, you know, I've been, like I said, I've been in the sport for a long time. And bodybuilding and powerlifting run pretty closely together, obviously different aspects as far as, you know, being weight-based performance and aesthetic-based performance. But for me, you know, I've been bodybuilding for so long that it's just – not that it's getting stale, but you, you embrace it. I like to get a new challenge every once in a while. And I figured, you know, as I'm getting up there in age, you know, because I'm actually approaching 40, that it would be something to do, nice, nice little challenge, something different, you know. So, you know, this past year I decided to, you know, train for powerlifting, do something different, and try to enter my first powerlifting meet just to see – what I can do, like I said, embrace that challenge. And um, it was rough going at first because the training is very different as far as range of motions, workloads, rep ranges. And um, I actually had a couple minor strains and setbacks and some muscle imbalances that I really didn't realize I had as a bodybuilder because there were muscles that I really weren't using as much as, you know, as you do when you start powerlifting because you have, you know, more extreme ranges of motion and, and more max weight that you're trying to lift. Um, you know, so I had to kind of deal and work through those. And then, yeah, in August, I was able to do my first powerlifting meet, enjoyed it, you know, did very well, especially for my first meet. And kind of now I'm, I'm a little hooked. You know, I, I did pretty good, but left some weight on the table. I felt like I could have done better. So I'm like, okay, well, when I get to the off season, I'll be healthy and healthier and be able to do more and see what I can really, really do having a f better grasp of it, you know, because once you do one, you get a better a better idea of what you can do, you know, the next time you step on the platform or even on the bodybuilding stage. Well, you're going to continue powerlifting, Rob. What are some other goals that you have for 2017 um, with expanding your own brand and your business and just also, too, competition-wise? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, as far as expanding my own brand, you know, I've been it's, – it's been a challenge, you know, even as long as I've been in the sport and how successful I've been because being an after pro bodybuilder, 
you know, I compete in smaller organizations that don't have the, the marketing or backing of some of the organizations that have been longer around longer, like the IFBB and the NPC, which are the more, the most mainstream organizations in not only the country, but the world. Um, and then also being in a smaller market like Cleveland, not being in LA or Chicago or New York or, or Florida, you know, so it kind of getting that exposure and, you know, being recognized for what I do and what I've accomplished and being able to really build a business on that where I'm getting, you know, supplement support or wherever it may be, you know, which is not necessary, but definitely make the burden easier because this is not a, a cheap sport. When you think about how much food we have to eat on a regular basis just to maintain a lifestyle that we have, as well as eating healthier, which is never really cheaper, um, you know, it can definitely be a, a financial burden or, you know, if it's, it's something that you definitely got to put in your budget to be able to successfully, you know, maintain this lifestyle. Um, but, yeah, my, fir my first powerlifting meet, I totaled over 1,400 pounds. Um, I'm looking to, to better that by 1,700 pounds. Just, like I said, see if I can do that. You know, being a natural bodybuilder and powerlifter, um, I'll be competing in a 220-weight class. And when you breach 1,700 pounds, that kind of puts you in the elite class. And, you know, it'd be nice to be elite to say I've been able to accomplish something like that just like I have as a pro bodybuilder. Um, and as far as on the bodybuilding stage, you know, as I've been – the one benefit of powerlifting that I also got was I was able to start putting more force, I should say, to put more time into my body and body maintenance and really understanding more of my flexibility aspects. And, you know, so we start getting, you know, putting more prep work into my body and maintaining it. So, you know, minimize muscle strains and, and pulls and everything else, um, and which I really need, need to do as I do get older, like I said. But, um, you know, I got fifth in the world at the DFAC World Championships in Miami last year which was an improvement from the year before. Um, and I've also placed in the world for the WNBF. But basically, um, the last couple of years, I've only been doing like one or two competitions on the bodybuilding stage just because of, you know, certain nagging issues health-wise as far as, you know, minor injuries and strains where I can't fully train as, as much as I want to. Um, but now that I act like I said that I'm at the healthiest I've been in quite a few years, you know, trying to really make a, a push to – reach that next level um, where, you know, I can be the, the world champ in, in multiple organizations naturally. So that's definitely my next focus um, and really trying to build on what I've been able to improve and create over the last couple of years. Well, Rob, go ahead, tell people where they can get uh, to you at uh, through social media. Tell people where they can get to you at through social media, get the information if they want to hire you to transform themselves uh, over and then also, too, any shout-outs and uh, give the name of your gym and all that good stuff. Okay. Well, you can reach me at, um, at Rob Peacock on uh, Instagram. It's spelled R-O-B-P-C-O-C-K um, or at Robert J. Peacock on Facebook. Um, you can reach me on there as well, Messenger. As far as my gym, Old School Iron, always represent them, always love training there. Um, they've always supported me. You know, that's where I personal train at mainly and see most of my clients. Um, and then you can also come see me at Lifetime Fitness. I'm up there on occasion, but Old School Iron is definitely my, my home for, away from home. Um, as far as shout-outs, like I said, Town Hall always supported me, Bobby George and the guys. You know, make sure I, I eat good and, and stay good, you know, as far as my lifting and my training, whether I'm in prep or in my off-season. Um, Rhino Rollers also supported my body maintenance. Um, my, my, my friend Brandon always looked out for me, so – 
trying, like I said, maintain that healthy lifestyle with body maintenance so I, I stay healthy and less injured. Um, but, yeah, feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions about personal training or you're interested in personal training. Um, I'd love to give you guys a hand, help you reach your goals, um, and, you know, contest prep or anything else. I'm always here for you guys. I love spreading the knowledge of fitness as I keep continuing along my journey. Um, the one thing about fitness is that the industry itself is ever-evolving. You never learn everything because we're learning something new about the human body and nutrition, you know, on a daily basis. So, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to being able to share that knowledge that I've been able to gain over the years, as well as the new knowledge that I learned, you know, as I move along the way. Um, hopefully I'll be able to get my website up in the next few months and you guys will be able to find me on there as well. And uh, like I said, trying to build this brand and, and keep spreading the love and knowledge of fitness. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is Rob Peacock. Uh, we'll have you back, Rob. Now, I mean, we got to you get you, you, the honesty and the knowledge that you dropped just in this podcast. We have to keep this going, so uh, we'll definitely get you back on a more regular basis, and we'll get you back to you know announce the website and all that good stuff as well. So, thank yeah, you so much for joining the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. Go ahead, say what you were going to say. Oh, so thanks for having me. I can't wait to be able to you know to be able to keep spreading the knowledge as I gain it, so that everybody can you know, achieve their fitness goals. And definitely thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to being able to come back. Very good, man. Thank you, man. Like, you really – I was worried about you at the first couple of questions. I don't know if I was phrasing it right. I'm sorry I'm a little off tonight. But um, uh, I think I'm just frazzled from running around today because I thought I was going to be better prepared. So I apologize for that, man. But you really – I mean, that's third question. Um, you'll hear the way I do the podcast. It'll make sense um, the way I edit it. But I take a little snippet of some of the things that you say and kind of use it at the beginning as an intro so people can understand what we're going to be talking about. So um, you gave some real good answers, and I heard it right in there. So it, it's good, man. It, it it came off real well. So Good, good. So thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate you making the time. I know it was tough, man. Yeah, your life life is always a challenge, but definitely thank you for being able to, you know, have me. Um, It's definitely another medium that I can use to improve myself, my business, and and everything else. And like I said, I definitely enjoy spreading the knowledge, so I look forward to the increased opportunities that, you know, I may be able to get from that. All right, one quick bonus question. What you listening to now when you're doing, you know, solo work and stuff like that in your headphones? You you know what? I'm, I'm one of those people that's so weird and so focused. I do not have, wear headphones to listen to music when I work out. I really? I I go solo. I just you know go about my business. Um, you know I'm, I I kind of zone music out. So I just that's just been never been something I really invested in. Um, but I will say this, you know, at Old School Iron, they they have you know music playing, you know, on rotator. They used to have Pandora. The one thing that always gets me to stop and turn my head is Wu Tang. Okay. All right. All right. I use a little music at the beginning, too. That's why I always ask that question. So you almost threw me for a loop there. I thought we were going all natural with the uh, podcast intro, too. So, you know what I mean? I was worried, man. Um, uh, but, I, I, yeah. All you got to do is some Wu-Tang. I got the woo. I got the woo, man. <laughs> Thanks so much, man. Hey, um, another thing, too. Is it cool that I just grab pics from your social media, you know what I mean, to help promote this? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. That's all I say. I just always try to get that clearance as well, man. All right. Thanks a lot, man. I think it should be up at the latest Monday morning, but I think I should be able to get it turned around. I got We do our regular podcast Sunday morning, so um, okay. and uh, I'm meeting our mutual buddy tomorrow. That's the other problem I had today. This guy was all over me. Juan was all over me about something today, so because I'm meeting him tomorrow. <laughs> so the guy was getting okay. on my nerves, man. So, um, but yeah. Um, 
So, but yeah, it should be done. I mean, uh, tomorrow or Monday morning. So, and I'll send it to you and stuff like that. And then the only other thing I ask is, uh, we're on iTunes, so it'll be on there too. Just subscribe and write us a nice little review. So, okay. Um, well, I, I'm on an Android phone, so I don't know if I can subscribe to iTunes. Uh, well, you can. You can. We're gonna be up on. We're gonna be up on the and uh, the Google Play Store too here in a second. So you can subscribe and like on there. So. Okay. All right, brother man. Yep. Thank you so much. Seriously, man. Great interview. So. Right, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate right. it. Take care, man. Yeah, you too. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.